Welcome to another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and joining us shortly will be Ryan Dempsey. He's got to take care of some kid yeah, stuff. Getting and the kids to bed. Get that family business taken care of. And, uh, no problems there. Yeah. No problems there. Got a big one tonight. Mm. UFC 214 preview. Yeah. You know, I, uh, before we get going, man. Last Tuesday, thanks to my boys at Island Jiu-Jitsu, I went in and started some kickboxing. And I told you guys I was gonna say, I told you guys I was gonna save the story for the show because this is just great. And I wanted to save this one. And I sat down with Matt Purdy, who is their kickboxing instructor. And I, I know down, Matt. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Uh, and I sat down with him and I told him all my injuries and I showed him all the scars. I told him everything that was going on. I haven't exercised in years. And, I couldn't because the last time I tried, I blew out this, blew out that, and he was real patient with me and he was real good with me. But there was a there was a point in there. It was only me and it was another younger girl in there. She, I, my, by my guess, she was maybe sixteen. Okay. Her name was Kaylee, and this girl is an animal. Okay, an absolute animal. She had just came in from like two hours of Taekwondo uh, lessons. She ripped off a hundred push-ups, and then she started the kickboxing. And as I was leaving, she was just getting ready to start her jujitsu. Jesus. Animal. Right. She's she's training to be an MMA fighter. Right. So she's she's doing this every single day. I mean this girl is built like a truck. I mean she's she's solid muscle. Legs are like this solid muscle. God damn. She's an animal. Right. And she was so she was very patient with me and uh, we weren't doing sparring but we were doing this um, this drill where um, we, we would keep our, our arm up and we'd have to parry the the jab, the one right. coming in. And, you know, I was I was doing it okay and I was getting slow and I was slowing down and she caught me. This girl, sixteen <laughs> year old girl, popped me right square in the nose. Boom! Wrecked my shit back. She said, oh, I'm sorry, because she was she listened to all this stuff too about my medical stuff. Right. Boom! Popped me and opened my eyes wide open. Didn't have a mouthpiece or nothing at the time. She and she she wasn't hard. It was just it caught me. Yeah. Bam, right square to the face. <laughs> Especially when you're not expecting it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I was like, it's okay, it's okay. Don't worry. Sometimes you got to get punched in the face to learn a lesson. And. You know, they, but they were great, great, great with me. And, and I got once to the chest, too. I don't know, you might be able to see the red. Oh, uh, yeah, you can see it. She caught me once there, too. Um, but it was cool because another part is because uh, Matt was doing great with striking, but he was trying to add a, a single leg to uh, this this sequence of, of, of one, two, slide around, double uppercut and then go for, go for the single leg. Right. And he, he asked me to help with the single leg. I said, well, when she's grabbing the single leg, but she's got too much distance. Put their face right inside of the, the opposing person's stomach and push. Right. And get that. So I helped with the single leg, too. So I, I was able to contribute on top of just being a trainee. So, nice. you know, I got to share my wrestling experience with their boxing experience. And, um... And I got punched in the face, and it was awesome. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. I got punched in the face. I got punched in the, in the neck slash or the throat slash chest area, and it was great. 
but because it was the first exercise I've done in like two or three years, I was laid the fuck out for two days. Yeah. Done. I couldn't even get out of bed yesterday. I was like, guys, sorry, I can't do it. I can't. I couldn't get out of bed yesterday at all. I slept all day and all night, and then all the way to until today, I couldn't get out of bed. All I did was wake up, drank, ate some soup, drank a bunch of Gatorade, ate some soup, drank, ate, drank. That's it. That's all I could do. And that was it. And I'm going back Tuesday for more. Good. I don't jujitsu. I sure, but you know them. We posted a lot about them. We talked about them a lot. Their kickboxing class. It was just Kaylee and I there for this one, and which is good because I need a lot of one-on-one right now. Right. I'm just starting up. So um, as it grows, it'll get a little more difficult for me. But right now, having having that one-on-one time, I was really really happy with. Uh, once a week, for the very for, for the foreseeable future, is all I'll be doing. Yeah. I can't do twice a week. Right no, now. you don't want to push no. yourself too far. Pr- it'll be months and months down the road before I start going more than one day a week. And well, they're they're being cool. They're really cool and patient. So I'm that's happy. That's good, man. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that was my week. That was fun. I sweat. So, I sweat so much. I showed you guys a picture. I had a. Uh, that's Ryan. Ryan's coming in. I had a, a Red Wing shirt on and a, and a tank top underneath, and I sweat so much that the Red Wing shirt bled yeah. through onto the fucking tank top. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, oh, Ryan. And there is my hey. buddy. What is going on, boys? What's uh, up, Ryan? You're only a few minutes late, man. We're just started the introductions. Yeah, we're, we're already, we haven't gotten into the card yet. But. We just talked about me getting punched in the face. Oh man, I missed the best part of the whole show. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, you'll be able there to hear the, on the replay all the, all the possible Daniel Cormier jokes that we could have thrown that way, and I missed out on them. You, you'll be able to you'll be able to listen to replay and get the story. <laughs> uh, what's going on, boys? How's the evening going? It's going all right. We just finished watching the uh, the bullshit weigh-ins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had some pizza. Daniel, Daniel Cormier actually made weight without having to lean on a towel. Eh? No yeah. towels. John Jones looking fucking ready to whoop some ass. Looks like he's ready to. Tomorrow night. Yeah, man. He he looked like an animal. He's ready to go. Yeah. Daniel looked like he had a struggle in the weight cut. Yeah, yeah, like always. Yeah, he he looked for that 225 weight class. Right. He looked sickly as fuck this morning. Daniel's an ideal candidate for 225. (laughs) Yeah. Those guys like Daniel Kane, those guys, maybe even Junior to an extent. But he's more like a two thirty five er if they were to have that kind of class. But but those guys are ideal for a two twenty five. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, but so let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. We got a long card to break yeah. down. <laughs> Their preview, I should say. Saturday night live from Anaheim, UFC two fourteen, the main event, the champion, paper champion. Daniel Cormier is taking on the returning Johnny Bones Jones. Joe's going to get that belt back. As I called him in the MMA great debate for MMA TakeOver and Keith, I called him the false champion, Daniel Cormier. That's a a fair statement, right? Paper champ, false champ, whatever you want to say. He's not the real champ, I wouldn't say. No. Ryan? Every Every time Daniel Cormier says anything about, you know, I'm the world champion, I'm this, I'm that, anytime anyone says Daniel Cormier and champion, I throw up a little bit in my mouth because it's... You were gifted that title by John Jones 
the the only person to beat John Jones was John Jones, and that's why he has the title. Yep. Look, who is uh, Daniel Cormier's defenses have came to to a rumble to uh, uh, Alexander Gustafsson, who he barely beat by split, and, and Rumble yep. again, who didn't want to be in there. That's it. Right, yep, yep, definitely. That's all. And he beat Anderson, it wasn't a title defense, right, but he beat that. Anderson Silva off three days off the fucking couch. Yeah, that, that's... Yeah, yeah, oh, but yeah, I, that, that gets thrown around. That, right, that gets thrown around in Daniel's legacy because he beat Anderson Silva. Give me a break. Get the fuck out of here. You beat a guy who was <laughs> coming off of surgery. 100%. Exactly. I, I, I don't even count that as a win for him. That, I don't I, either. I count that as a, how can you be proud of that? But it gets thrown around I in his it. legacy all the time. I've heard it so many times in the list the of his accomplishments. The biggest thing for that fight was that Anderson Silva took it. If yeah. anything, if, if anything inside that Anderson Silva said, hey, he wants an opponent on like three days notice, I'm there. Just like, I'll do the fight for you. Just, just let me suit up. I'm clean. I'm tested. Let's do it. Anderson Silva should be the one that gets all the credit for that fight. I and give he, him all the credit. I for give the him fight. all the credit for the I mean, fight too. He just and, and Daniel and wrestle fucked. I mean, well, think about it. If you, I mean, you guys obviously know the, the fight. At the end of that third round, it was looking really bad for Daniel Cormier that he was gonna get knocked out. Yeah, he was looking. Well, I was, was hoping looking, if, that, if that was going to if that went to a fourth round, Anderson Silva was starting to figure things out. I was hoping. Yeah, but here we are. Right? Here we yeah. are. Finally, two years later, t- finally getting the rematch that we've everybody's been anticipating for. Uh, let's just get right into the predictions. I've got Jones. I think that Daniel just hasn't. There's not enough evidence of Daniel improving to me from the first fight, even though he claims he has. And you can bring in all the, you know, UNC All American training partners that quote unquote wrestle like John Jones that you want, but. They're not John Jones. They don't have those physical abilities that John Jones has. They don't have the, right. the creative fighting style that John Jones has. And, you know, Kenny Monday and every other wrestling coach, under Kelvin Jackson and every other wrestling coach under the sun can give you tips on what you fucked up on in the clinch. But when the cage door closes and you're back stuck in these positions that you got the shit beaten out of you the last time in, I think you're just going to see Daniel revert back to the same shit, and it's going to go down, except for this time, Jones is going to finish him. And the, the fun thing is, too, is I don't know if you saw, but um, earlier this week they released uh, John Jones' first ever professional fight. No. He did the same, he did the same things in that fight. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name. is Brad something. Uh, but he, he did the same things in this fight that he did to uh, Andre Guzmao that he did to Stephen Bonner, that he did to Daniel Cor- like he's He's never changed his game style, but mm. it's so unique that you just don't know when he's going to throw and from what angle. And that's good. I mean, that's that's the big thing. Like, that's what makes him such a special, special fighter. He's never had to because he's, he's so unique and he's so good that um, Daniel Cormier is, is not going to be able to uh, bring in anybody because there is nobody nope. to 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 come close to to copycatting what this guy does. You can you can watch what he does. You can pretend you you can copycat him. You can t- pretend you're you're going to bring in someone that fights at his length or at his height. But at the end of the day, you're not going to bring in anyone that fights like him. So I don't see what he thinks he's going to accomplish by that. Um, 
John Jones I mean, is like, just too special, man. Yeah. He's just far too special. Like, that's unique gifts that nobody else I, possesses. Yeah, like the only person I came close to taking the belt was, was Gustafson. And everyone would argue all oh, the height and reach was identical, so it was a fair fight, but it was actually the fact that John Jones was out sandblasting hookers and drinking yeah. until he blacked out. Not giving it wasn't a the fact fuck. That he could. It's not that he didn't have the chance to throw a spinning elbow because they had the same length. Just, he just didn't give a shit. He wasn't, now, yeah, he wasn't and, training. And now, no, no, he took that fight lightly. Has a reason, like, this is the scary thing, is that this is a John Jones with a purpose. And we haven't seen a John Jones with a purpose in, oh in a couple of years. Several. And that, like, I, I, I'm, I'm very afraid for, like, like I said on the podcast, like, I think Dan, like, uh, John Jones by murder. Yeah. I would not be surprised if he puts on a rear naked choke or something and just does not let go. Yeah, John Jones is, um, is passive. His past of of winning main event title victories off the back of like basically no training camps. His training camp consisted of of Hennessy and cocaine, more yeah. or less. Uh, you know yeah. that's that's it. And he still came in and beat top level talent. Now he's clear headed, as far as we know, um, clear headed, clean, focused. Only thirty years old. That's another thing that we got to remember. That dude did all that in his 20s. 20s right. And he's arguably just just reaching his peak now. Within yeah. the, between now and his next 30 to 33 is when he's reaching yeah. his peak. And yeah. in that prime. You know what I mean? He's he's. We haven't even seen, theoretically, we haven't seen the best of what he has to offer yet. You know what I mean? He's, yeah. Because now he's got, on top of still having those physical gifts, he's got a decade of experience to add on top of that, good and bad. Right. You know, it's not necessarily learning what to do. He's learned what not to do in many different occasions. So this is, this is <laughs> I don't see how Cormier has a chance here. There's just too no. much in the favor of John Jones. Yeah, it's, it's far too much. Cormier is two years older. I mean, he's on the short side of the 40s. And... The thing you got to remember, too, is what has John been doing during this time of suspension? Training a fuck ton of wrestling and grappling and submission work. Uh, that's, that, that's all he, as soon as this, he was focusing on, he just trained nothing but submission to go in and submission grappling and stuff to go against uh, Dan Henderson. What was the, uh, yeah. Well, at, uh, at Submission Underground 3. 3, thank you. Yeah, 3. And hit, I mean, comes right out the gate and hit a duck under on Dan Henderson, who is a much higher caliber wrestler than Daniel Cormier. Dan at least, you know, actually competed in the Olympics. Yeah, that was DC. Switching the round three. Big shout out to Heather. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to the boss lady of MMA. Big shout out to Heather. We love you, girl. Yeah. She's getting ready for Shook four or five. Five now. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. But um, I'm, I'm interested to see how well, how, how much that uh, grappling advanced in, in an octagon setting. I mean, obviously, in, a, in an all-grappling setting, he's, he showed a lot. Um, he showed a lot of improvement to me. Um, and now let's see how that translates into an octagon setting against a guy that just likes to wrestle uh, in Cormier. Well, I mean, do you remember that, that first fight when uh, when John Jones says, oh, you, you're a, all this wrestler, this and that, your pedigree is so good, just wait till I take you down. Mm-hmm. He laughed at, at John Jones. Right. And what happened? John Jones just walked in first round, like takedown. Done. <laughs> I and, loved it. Like, like it was like I loved you, it. You saw it. And when you see that thing, like that's what I mean. And t- and like with all due respect, taking down Daniel Cormier 
that is an impressive feat. Absolutely. When when you're when you're like and when you're somebody like John Jones who's known for striking, his ground game is so overlooked. And when he took Daniel Cormier down like with no problem, it's just like you realize like how how much of a threat this cat is. I mean, you know that Vitor Belfort when he took him down to submit him like nothing in the fourth round. Well, people like to he, s- like. Sorry, Ryan. I didn't. I thought you were done. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying, like I was just I was just gonna reiterate like, like people do not give him the respect that he deserves for his ground game. No, they sleep on his wrestling immensely because he wasn't a Division One wrestler instead of being a Division Two or Division Three wrestler. But right, yeah, he, you know the 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 cat the kid's talent and caliber was there. But he, had, you know, he did the family route. He had a kid in college, so he couldn't didn't transfer onto a new one. But if he had, I, I feel like he would have been an all American and successful there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think John Jones grew up with two older brothers that are, ended up being defensive tackles in the NFL, and you know that they were manhandling him. Was so he knew growing up like what it was like to to wrestle someone bigger than you. Oh, absolutely. Like, oh God, yeah. He, he grew up in that in that environment. So I mean, he's been like, he's been grappling like a boss, yeah. so probably like since he was like two years old. Against... He just doesn't have he just doesn't have the the degrees on his wall that say it. Right against two brother, two NFL linebackers, last safety, all pro brothers, whatever they are, defensive cornerback, defensive tackle. Yeah, Arthur and Chandler. Yeah, I'm NFL all pro, defensive. You know. Defensive oh my players. gosh, so. A hell of a talent, just an all-around talented family. Yeah, uh, athletically, yeah. Uh, in athletically term, in athletic terms, these guys are. John uh, kind of wrote his own ticket, yeah. and he and he chose fighting. And this is he's excelled to nobody. You know, yeah. nobody's uh, questioning his you know, uh, his his ability. Everything that gets questioned on John Jones and is always has always been character driven. Yeah. Outside, always been character. Always the outside the cage things, and uh, that that goes away. What else? What, what do they have left to to question in this fan? Nothing. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I forget if it was uh, if it was you, Jeff, or you, Dave, that brought it up um, after uh, the Gustafson win. But all the people, were, like all Gustafson was talking about, was John Jones's outside things. Like they can never say. Well, you quit in this fight, or you give up in this fight. All they can say is you hit a hit a car and, and fled the scene. Mm-hmm. Like they can ne- they can never mention anything about his talent. They can only mention his decisions outside. Oh, I mean, his one loss in the cage is because of a disqualification for elbows. It's not that he actually lost the fight. He was beating the piss out of Matt Hamill. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I still love the fact that you can actually say John Jones is only career losses to Matt. It, it's just like, <laughs> all the names you look at, Matt Hamill is the only one that has a win over John Jones. It's like so bizarre. And all the all the outside the cage stuff, they only bring up the negative, of course. It's never the fact that, you know, he stops muggers and he saves women's purse from getting purse snatched and he does this and he, you know, the charity stuff. You know, they, yeah, never, I was going to say that kids that he works with. Exactly. It's never that. No, they never. Nobody ever wants to focus on the positive things yeah. anybody does. It's always the shit. It's just the fuck-ups. And if you think about it, he only really started making all these, like, stupid mistakes when he became champion. He had all the fame and all the money thrown at him. At what, 24? I mean, which, 
I mean, I think we actually mentioned this, that if I was 24 and I was given, like, millions of dollars and I was a world champion and you said, hey, here's a hooker and some cocaine, you want to go party? I'd have been snorting. Oh, be saying. I'd have been Joe, snorting the fucking cocaine <laughs> off the hooker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's easy to to just fault him for what he did, but I mean, I probably would have done the same uh, thing. Everything leading up to that point, he was like a model citizen. Yeah, yeah. he it said was something like clean. that. He was super squeaky clean and tried to keep his image. And I mean, a lot of people called it fake. Yeah. Or he tried. At least his person, yeah, and his personality yeah. and stuff. But he tried to to put on the best, you know, uh, the the best image for the company and and you know for himself and stuff. Meanwhile, in the background, this is how he really was. But he wanted that image for the company. Well, yeah, well, and he had he and... had the the Dana White and everyone in the company saying, "You got to be this guy out in public for us, right?" And we'll keep paying you the money, of course, but you got to keep being this guy. So. It's not being fake. He's doing his job. You know, I got I to gotta wear a suit. And I got to be this guy in the public because my company needs me to be this guy. Because they need me to be this guy and I keep winning, they're going to keep paying me millions. So, fuck it. I put the suit on and I'd be that guy. Right. Everyone that called him fake would have done the same thing for that kind of money. Oh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. And remember when, when um, uh, uh, Dan Henderson got hurt. And John Jones didn't want to take on short, uh, didn't want to take a fight on short notice, and all of a sudden Dana White just started ripping into him like it was like the worst thing that that could have ever happened. Um, yeah, what fight? What, what card was it? That was like one of the first ones they canceled, wasn't it? It was the first one. I think it was that's what I thought. One fifty or one fifty two or something. Yeah, because then he ended up fighting Belfort. Uh, was his was like the replacement fight kind of, but I mean. Since when like John Jones says I don't want to take a fight on short notice, they canceled the whole card, and Dana White just ripped him apart, top to bottom, on every every chance he had on any platform he had. And now when you see a fighter in the main event gets hurt or pulls out, they scramble to replace as best that they can. So I mean, John Jones is really he's been on the short end of the stick, but no one really wants to talk about the like how he's been treated in other uh, within his own uh, within the company. Yeah, just, I mean, John Jones is a hot topic uh, now that he's back. He's done everything we've taught. They've they've thrown John Jones, Brock Lesnar around. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, that's the rumor. Brock's not even, who knows if Brock's even in the, you know, he's maybe in the side of testing pool, but who knows, maybe he just threw himself in there to throw people off just to get his, you know, his name out there. Maybe he's in there, maybe he's not. Maybe Brock will be back, maybe he won't. Even if he does. He's still got six months from what I read after the fact. Is he still, if he's, even if he is in the USADA testing mm-hmm. pool, he's still got six months to serve on that suspension. And there's, would, they're, they're talking about Brock and John now. I mean, would, would they talk, they ask Brock, would you fight John? Fight him in a heartbeat. Brock, would you fight John, would you fight Brock? It'd be a big payday. Why not? Right. You know, everybody wants John, John nowadays. John Jones had the greatest response. He's like, first, I got to get, I got to beat DC. Then I'll beat Lesnar. Like, he's just like, <laughs> he just, he doesn't care. He, just, he says it so calm. Like, that's the best part. You don't, see, like, John Jones does not get worked. Like, Daniel Cormier is yelling and screaming. And John Jones just looks at him and he's like, oh, man, I whooped your ass last time. I'll whoop your ass this time. He just, he doesn't, like, he's, like, so calm when he insults everybody, too. Like, it's so great. He knows how to get under Daniel's skin, but Daniel does the same thing to him. I mean, yeah, yeah, he knows how to get under John's skin. Yeah, he skin knows how to get under John's skin. These guys know each other much better than they like to admit, or you know, uh, 
they're a lot alike in a lot of ways too. They're they're each very hard headed. They're each very stubborn. Yeah. Though they're both very proud individuals. Uh, neither one of them want to give in. Neither one of them want to give up. I mean, there's there's a lot of qualities that make both of these guys great fighters that they both share. Um, but I, uh, you know, when it comes to the end of the end of the day, John Jones is going to be a new champion. Oh, for sure. Yeah, without doubt, without a doubt, I think John finishes him this time. I think the only the only thing that, that DC has going is that, that that first round and a half, like. Because John Jones did look really tentative against OSP, and Daniel Cormier does like to come out strongly. If Daniel Cormier wants to win this fight, he has to really, like, like we talked about the Chris Wyman fight, he has to get Jones in uh, into his game plan early on and do what he needs to do early to kind of like set the tone for the fight and hope that uh, that Jones has some ring rest uh, on him. Because uh, otherwise, I think yeah, like I messaged you guys earlier. I think it's going to be by mid-second round, John Jones is going to have this whole thing figured out. Third round, the game plan's going to be put into action. Fourth round, it's going to be over. Yeah, you brought up the the OSP thing, but you got to think about why he was tentative against OSP. How short a notice was that? That switch wasn't a very long one, and he'd been training for Daniel Cormier. You get a short window to completely change your game plan for a completely different fighter. You're not going to come out aggressive like you would have against Daniel Cormier because that's how coming people coming aggressive at OSP and the way he swings wild. That's where he gets a lot of his stand-up KOs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that is that is very true. And yeah. John, John actually, I mean, John brought that up. I was listening to him on uh, the Unfiltered podcast. Uh, Jim and, and Matt asked him about that, and you know, he went into into detail about that, and it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, it makes sense for anybody. You're going to be tentative when you've been training this long for a certain opponent and you know that opponent's strengths and weaknesses and you're focusing in on that and then, boom, what, two weeks, three weeks maybe, out from the fight, oh, hey, you're going to get this completely different fighter who is a completely different size than the person you were fighting. I mean, you're going to be tentative. You, right, you've got to yeah, be smart and yeah. feel things out. I mean, he dominated that fight. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, he dominated that fight. He just didn't come out with that flashy Johnny Bones Jones thing that everybody expected, so therefore he fell flat against OSP. He was bigger and stronger than I'd ever seen him before, yeah. too, which made him a little slower. A little slower with the power lift and uh, stuff. And... I think he realized that that was a mistake, that yeah. power lifting wasn't going to help him in MMA. Made him look better. At least not at 205. You know, made him feel stronger, I'm sure. Made him look better, but his uh, he was sluggish comparatively. To uh, to when he was more lean, and uh, right. he's gonna need it if he goes up to heavyweight, though. Of course, yeah. absolutely. Two hundred five, it's definitely gonna uh, slow things down. Well, and and the thing with the with the powerlifting too is that um, we haven't seen anything about him powerlifting this entire time, whereas we've seen more videos of him working on more the striking, the techniques, and the ground games. Like, and you and you see his body at the weigh-ins today, and how crispy like his body looked just hurt like he the best john jones I, I think i've seen since maybe the machita fight oh yeah physically it's, it's yeah the best i can yeah, i've he, seen him at I he, doesn't, I can he, doesn't look, he doesn't look thick he look he looks he looks like john jones yeah he's he has definitely tightened everything up and he looks incredible and i think he's ready for a war and i think he's gonna destroy dc and who knows what's gonna happen dc is gonna probably have to change weight classes because 205 and, right 
No, I think the weight class is going to be behind the booth. I think it's going to be behind the booth too. I think it's going to be done. I could see it. I could see him trying to make another run at heavy. Now that Kane's not I, well, the champion. Um, or yeah, if, depending cool. on when they introduce that, if they decide to introduce that 225 class. Um, yeah, like if, if the 225 is not just again instead of doing a, like a catch weight, like we'll, we may talk about later, instead of having like an option for a car, if it's like a legitimate division, I could see him sticking around for a bit. But I don't know. I mean, if he goes to heavyweight, I feel like he's eventually going to have to fight Kane. And yeah. I, I just don't know. I, I don't think... I don't think it's he. I don't think he. Why, why, why take a chance to get the DC and Engano or Black Beast or like that? I, I just think like he's just gonna take too much damage if he if he goes up back up to heavyweight. I think uh, round three, ish, John knocks him out, TKO, whatever, and Daniel Cormier retires and goes to behind the booth, does his announce gig and stays there for the foreseeable future. He may unretire, of course, and come back out for some kind of fight later on, but. Um, I think this one takes enough out of out of Cormier where he's like, fuck it, I'm done. What about the Anaheim being under the new rules? What about um, the way John Jones, who hasn't fought under the new rules yet, yeah. likes to hold his hand out there and likes to, you know, use his hand as sort of a bobber and a, a, for, you know, uh, keep a... You know the the distance and and kind of blind his opponents and you know not my finger pokes I'm not talking like that I'm talking about keeping his hand out there to put him in front of his opponent's what? eyes. And as long kind as he's of, got his fingers you know, up in the air though, he can still yeah. extend it. So I don't. I mean, he's What's had the enough. Rule, though, is, is the rule like it? It's fingers can't be extended, but the palm can be open. Yeah, it's got to be. That? It's basically got to be. Fingers have to be up, and you have to in an open palm. Like you have to, you have to have your fingers pointing up. Okay. So, I mean, he's granted he hasn't fought, but he's had as much time as every other fighter to adjust in training to it. And and yeah, old habits are going to come back, so we could see a potential for it, but it Small depends. Small issue, non-issue. I'm going to go with a non-issue. It depends on who's refing to. If they give him Big John, John's going to at least give him a, a warning about it. He's not just going to take a point right off the bat. Especially never having, I don't feel like never having fought under the new rule set. So it's also going to, you know, depending on who the referee is, that could play a factor into it. But I don't, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think we're going to see a, I think we're going to see a small issue out of it. We may see a single eye poke or so. Um, and I think he may be. going to win by DQ. He'll say, I can't see from the eye poke and just get his belt and run home. He may get an eye poke, Harvey. He may, John Jones may get warned once, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's a major issue. Um, I think it's going to be, a, it'll be a small matter at, at worst. Um, and it's only going to be because of, of the repetition that he's had in 23 previous fights of, of doing it a particular way where he'll just go back on instinct and it'll happen whether, you know, he's, he's trying for it or not. But I don't think it's going to be a, a major issue at all. I think he'll be fine with it. John's a very smart fighter. He'll adapt. He'll adapt to any yeah. rule that you put in front of him. Um, I just think it, you might. It'll might be one little, one little small issue in there. Um, just to throw it out there. But I think we're, it looks like we're all in agreement. So yeah, Johnny Jones, Bones. Jones across the board. Yeah, it's just a matter of when and how, pretty much. Right. Uh, in the co-main event, in the second title fight of the evening, uh, champion Tyron Woodley will be taking on Damian Maya for the right to welcome back GSP to the 170-pound division. 
oh, I can't wait for whoever wins and George St. Pierre walks into the octagon and they do their little quick two-second conversation. He goes, I am not impressed with your performance. He's oh, got to break it out. He's got to break it out. Your boy's going to get hurt, Ryan. I mean, that's for, oh, the, that's for a much later date, but your boy's going to get hurt. But uh, uh, come on. You, still you, the plan, you guys right? know since, since day one I've never wanted him back. I know. But that's still the plan as going forward, right? Yep, that's that's what yeah, Dana, that's what Dana, that's what Dana said, said at the right? at the presser on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I like him better to stay at the welterweight than go up to one eighty five. Oh, I absolutely do. You know? Oh, definitely. But I don't middleweight's not for him. I don't like his chances against either one of these two guys. Tyron will knock his head off, and Damien will choke him unconchious. Tyron could just as easily choke him unconscious. Too. That that's too, what makes, yeah. That's what makes Woodley as much as, you know, as much as I don't care for for the guy and, and what he stands for of just winning the belt and saying I'm not, I don't want to give it. You know, I just all, all I want is money fights from here on out. I don't want, you know, I don't want to give it to contenders. I just want, I just want where the money yeah. is. Much as those kind of things irk me, and I don't care for what you know that that kind of thing stands for. He could knock him out just as easily as choke him out. He is so dangerous, oh, yeah, dangerous and he everywhere. is so strong, and he is so his leg muscles are so big, and his and his his body just so big, and he's so thick. And I don't know how Damian Maya is going to hold this strong man down. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't even know how he's going to get him down. I think it's going. I think you're, what you're going to see is going to be the like. Um, it's going to be a lot of uh, like the Masvidal fight, like. Like well, like that like, who was that? I forget if it was uh, I don't know if it was Blake that shared that picture to the uh, the Yoda thing, to the page yeah. with the Yoda backpack. That's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be wearing him like a backpack and just trying to tire him out and just, and because Tyrone will get tired in the fourth yeah. and fifth round. I'm not. I'm, think, I'm not thoroughly convinced he's gonna be able to get in on him though, man. Like you gotta get in on his legs and get him down to even get to that backpack position. And yeah, that's one of the, I mean, Tyron Woodley is one of the best, probably the best wrestler at 170 pounds. Yeah, oh. right now, definitely. Damien, I mean, Damien is an amazing jujitsu. Great, great jujitsu. At 170 pounds. I amazing. Mean, the, one of the best, if not the best in, in MMA, period. But I, I, if there's a guy to do it, he's the guy. Damien, if there's a guy that's at 170 pounds that's going to get in on him, Tyron, um, Damien Maya's got to be it. Because he's got the best jujitsu against the best wrestling. The only difference is, is, is we're talking about physical attributes here. Tyron Woodley is so much st- physically stronger than Damian Maya, and his boxing and his striking is far better than Damian Maya's. Oh, leaps and bounds. And that's yeah. going to be the difference where when Damian Maya tries to go in, he's got to worry about so much deadlier striking. On top of the fact that Tyron Woodley's takedown defense is through the fucking roof. You know, he's gonna clip you with a shot as you try to shoot in. As and he's what a, a brown, belt. brown belt now. Yeah, he's a brown belt in BJJ. Yeah. So it's, we're not talking about uh, day one rookie no. on the fucking mats here. Tyron Woodley's got skill on that, and, a, and an amazing collegiate Greco-Roman wrestler, fucking amazing at physical attributes that I mentioned, and he could knock your goddamn. He knocked Robbie. For a loop with oh, yeah. a single strike, he can knock Robbie yeah. for a loop with a single strike. Damian Maya's face is going to be on their side of his head. Well, and he dropped Wonder Boy with pretty much one strike. He didn't finish him, but he dropped him. Yeah, if he if he clips Damian Maya, I don't I don't like. Damian's got pretty good boxing for a straight jujitsu practitioner, 
But man, I don't. He's never been hit by somebody like like Tyron Woodley. And that and that, and that's the thing is, can can he do it the old the uh, you know, the Homer Simpson boxing? Can he take enough damage to where Tyrone gets tired from punching too much? Rope a dope. Start, you know, it, it, you know. I mean, can can he do that? But 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 when you see what Tyrone can do with one punch, that's that that's the thing. Like you may be able to take me one or two grazing punches but if he hits you flush you're going to feel it and the, the whole fight complexion is going to be changed in an instant Damian Maya does get in there though and he does wrap those arms and those legs around him and he tries and he holds on and he starts squeezing like a python and he starts squeezing and he finds a way in there because he will find a way in there and once if he gets a hold of you he'll find a way to get in there as strong as you are or not it doesn't matter when you're on your back or when you're on your side or when you're on your stomach it's the only way he's gonna do it, but he could do it. Oh, he absolutely could. You know, do he, it. if he's he's got to find that way. But man, I don't I don't like this one. I don't like this fight for him. I don't either. And I absolutely love Damian Maya. I love all of his fights. I love I love when he fights in America and the boo the boos happen and I stand up on my right, feet yeah. and I and I cheer with everything that I have sitting there watching on TV or at Everett's house wherever the hell I'm at. And I'm cheering him on. I fucking love you, guy. And all the fans that are in the crowd, they're fucking booing because Damien Maia is putting on the most elite and outstanding jujitsu display that you've seen all night. And they're booing it. And I'm loving it. I think it's amazing. Imagine if Tyrone submits Damien Maia, what would happen? <laughs> he could. I mean, that's, that's the thing about, about Tyrone Woodley is... He can punch your face off, and he can rip your throat out. Oh, his guillotines are nasty. Exactly. You know, he's... I mean, like, well, he, he almost ripped off Stephen Thompson's head. Like, yeah. He almost broke his neck. Like, that was it was filthy what we saw there in New York. Yeah, if he gets that guillotine on you, you're... Unless you're Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, you're pretty much fucked. Uh, yeah. I don't see this one going long. I think he takes him out before the championship rounds. Willie does. Yeah, I don't think it goes past three. Yeah, it's inside three. Yeah, I, I think it. it uh, I'm only taking it because I want to see it. I'm taking my. I'm taking the submission win. I think he's gonna do it. He's gonna do whatever he has to do. He's gonna be that. He's his MMA IQ is gonna lead him into the fourth round, maybe the fifth. I just drag it out. Do what he has to do and get a submission win. Uh, I, I this one though. Uh, I'm this one. I will say that I am picking from the heart because I do want to see Damian Maya get what he deserves, and that is some UFC gold around his waist. Good for you. Uh, you know, I've always been amazed with the guy. I mean, the only I mean, the, he doesn't get enough respect uh, in America, like you were saying, Dave. Uh, and I want to see him with that belt around his waist, even if he, even if he's a like, you know. He wins it, and he, and he has to rematch Woodley and loses, or if he fights GSP and he loses, just for the fact that Damian Maia got that belt around his waist finally after the career that he's had, I got to see it happen once, and uh, I'm riding with Maya on this one. Well, I hope you prove us both wrong. Yeah, though. I'd be more than thrilled to be wrong on this one, but... This will be the easiest one of the yeah, night. Yeah, this is the easiest one of the night. The, uh, the f- kicking off the title fights uh, for the 145-pound featherweight women's championship that should have just never been fought for in the first place until Cyborg was ready. Uh, Chris Cyborg is taking on former Invicta Bantamweight champion Tanya Evinger. And... 
we're all, we're all taking Evanger, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And totally. First round <laughs> TKO Cyborg. First round TKO Cyborg. Can you imagine the arrow would just blow up if Cyborg gets knocked out in this fight? Oh, if Evanger knocks her out, holy fuck. Someone's going to be fucking cleaning up. Wow. Oh. Someone's throwing, yeah, they, they, you know that there is someone that's throwing money down. I may, I may like, roll up DraftKings and just put 10 bucks on Avenger just for the fuck of it. Bug it. You know, because who knows, maybe I'll make 250 bucks off it if, yeah. if that happens. Right, uh, yeah. I, or I could just go into my room and and find 10 bucks if I have any cash and just rip it up and throw it away. Yeah, just light it on fire. I mean, it's, it'll, be the, it'll be the same fucking thing. I mean, burn it at least. At least yeah. you got something to watch then. <laughs> Ripping yeah. it up, I mean, you throw it up in the air and like let go, it land whoosh. on you and dance around a confetti. But I could do that. Like that shit. Same thing. If you do that, but you gotta film it though for for the for the page. This is my bet for fucking Avenger. It's the same yeah. fucking thing. I rip yeah. it, light it on fire, throw it in the air on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Same goddamn thing, but first round knockout cyborg. Oh yeah. I, if if this makes it out of the first round, that's a that's a win for Avenger. If Definitely. she can last five minutes in there with Chris, oh my god! You congratulations. There, I uh, one. I think it, I think it will go two rounds only because the first fight was kind of an iffy stoppage. I mean, Cyborg was going to win if it was another thirty seconds or not. Uh, and then against uh, uh, the Swedish girl, I can't think of her name, Landsberger, it did make it to the second round. So I do think that it, it has the potential. I'm going to go second round, uh, but yeah, definitely a TKO stoppage, and it's probably going to be ugly. Yeah, that's going to be very fucking ugly. She's going to kill her. Uh, speaking of ugly, this is going to be an ugly war. Robbie Lawler and Donald Cerrone are finally going to lock horns. Oh. Been waiting for this fight for months and months and months. Robbie coming back for his first fight since being KO'd by champ Tyron Woodley. It's been about a year and a half since we've seen Robbie. No, it was like it was last August. What? Yeah, it was. Was like it only UFC in August? Yeah, it was UFC two hundred one. Why the fuck were they saying it was like a year and a half since he's been out? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I, July. Yeah. So, um, so a year. Almost a year. A year. One day shy of a year. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it'll be one day shy of a year. Either way, the appropriate amount of time to take off after a nasty KO. Oh, man. With Cowboys coming back oh, three, four months, three months. Surprised you took off that long. Six months. So wasn't it like January? Yeah, February? yeah Dana made him. Dana made him. He made him. He told, because look at, look at his, his December 10th, and then he came yeah, back yeah, to fight right. Masvidal on the 28th of January after like no rest. Right. And Dana said, enough is the fucking enough, dude. I can't have you keep doing this. Because he was going, you know, knockout, knockout, not that he got killed by Masvidal after like no rest and no relaxation, you know. Oh, and he, I mean, you know, before June, that, yeah, it was August, like June, August, December. And then before that, it was something. I mean, he was, yeah, February, December, June, February, December, February, yeah. You know, he just too much too soon, too many back to back fights, too much damage. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is too is that when when he's not fighting, well, in the, in the six weeks between his fights. When you see him, he's either in training camp or he's, you know, out riding ATVs or or dirt bikes or he's <laughs> on the beach. Uh, so he's he's just constantly doing some act like he's doing something that just like it does take a physical toll on your body, even if it doesn't cause brain trauma. Like his body is always constantly going through things that 
you got to believe that eventually it's going to catch up to him. He's going to end up on like a three, four, five uh, streak of losses. I've seen him bull riding. Yeah. I've like, like, seen I mean, videos of him just bull, you know, just always, always constantly moving. That's, I think that's one of the reasons. No, he got in trouble for uh, going somewhere on vacation with his family, and he didn't check in with USADA, I think. This is about um, oh, six yeah, months ago. Was- yeah, I vaguely remember that. I remember getting in trouble for the guns on the boat thing. Dana had to get That's his cowboy. Out. Yeah, that Dana had to spend a shit ton of money on a lawyer to get him out of. Cowboy being cowboy. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember yep. that. Yeah. Cowboy being cowboy. Yeah. This is a good fight, oh, man. Oh, it's an incredible I fight. I am so excited for this war. I, oh, man. I got Robbie. I, I think yeah. Robbie. I think Robbie is going to win this one because Robbie, you have to kill to to make him stop, and I think he's going to be able to go at a pace. Cowboy's not going to be able to keep up with, and I don't know if it's six months is long enough after being KO'd basically twice in the same fight, yeah, and almost good. getting KO'd by Matt yeah. Brown before that. So oh, I'm going to go with Robbie Lawler by stoppage, so late second, sometime in the third, maybe. It's, yeah. it's going to be a stop, though. This one ain't going the distance. If it does, both these guys are going to have CTE. Well, I mean, it has the potential to go the distance because it's only a three-round fight. And we saw that for McDonald and Robert Lawler war. So, I mean, they, it could be a fight just like that. If you were saying, like, where there's CTEs and we mentioned nonstop after. But, I mean, this thing has Slugfest written all over it. And I think Robbie just being the bigger guy, I mean... Fighting at 170, but probably walking in there at around like 180, whereas Cerrone's gonna be probably rocking around like 170, like 174 probably. I just think that that much more muscle behind the punches is gonna take wear there on on Cowboys sooner than later. Well, I, I was uh, tasked with picking, you know, winners for for Keith Sight and Robbie Lawler. Cerrone was one of the uh, the fights he asked me to pick on, and I picked Robbie, and I picked Robbie because um, I think it's gonna be. 90% stand-up between these two. It might go to the ground a little bit, but I don't think it's going to stay there, even if it does. And I think Robbie's going to be a little bit better um, with the hands and stand-up. Obviously, Cerrone has got tremendous leg kicks, and he's, which he's, he better utilize if he's going to want to hold uh, a chance. And, he's, and his Muay Thai is great, Cerrone says, but I think Robbie's just going to box him down, and he's going to use that boxing. He's going to put him in the cage and dirty box him, and I just think he's going to slug the hell out of him and that's how he's going to win him. I got Robbie with a with an overwhelming uh, slugfest and knock him out. He's too big, too strong for Cerrone and uh, overwhelming boxing. All right. So it's a clean sweep for Robbie again. I, love, guys, uh, I love Cowboy too. Yeah, I it's, it's a hard. It's hard to pick again. <laughs> this is a hard is, night. Yeah, you got these. It's one of those nights where you got to go with your head instead of your heart. Did you guys see that uh, interview with Robbie when he was talking about Matt Hughes earlier yeah. this week? Yeah. No, was, I didn't. It was hard I, I read a little him. bit of it. Yeah. That that was that was the one thing that I was taking when I was thinking about this fight was like, like it does his brain like is he focusing a little like is he 100 percent focused on the fight or does he have Matt Hughes in there? That was the only thing. The only reason I could see like maybe his game plan being thrown off is. If he's not really 100 percent focused, the way he was talking in the interview was it was, heart, it was just heartbreaking. Uh, Cerrone 100 percent focused. That's always a question too. Yeah, that, yeah. 
You never know what cowboy is going to walk into the cage that night. Oh. Yeah, you're going to get that guy that just throws down. You're going to get the guy that just eats a shot and just goes down. Fast. Right. He gets kicked in the tum-tum early. Yeah. He may pack it up. The opening fight of the main card is, features Jimmy Manawa taking on Vulcan Ozdemir in a light heavyweight battle of number three versus number five. This is not going to go well for Mr. Ozdemir. Oh, Sorry, Blake. I know that's your boy, but... Sorry, Kim. And he, he proved me wrong against Misha Shurkinov, but I ain't I, picking he, him against Jimmy Manawa. Misha Shurkinov ain't no Manawa. No. Two different beasts. No. With Rumble out, Manawa is the new one-touch wonder. For sure. At 205, and he has got the death touch. And there ain't no way Ozdemir is going to survive that death touch. The poster no. boy is going to light him up. One shot, one kill. Good night. Yeah, this this goes if if, Oka, if Ozdemir's lucky, it makes it to the second. I don't see it making it out of the first. Uh, that, uh, Jimmy's so dangerous, so dangerous and nasty. Ryan. Yeah, yeah. I like I told you guys, I'm taking Ozdemir. Uh, I mean, I will obviously not be a surprise at all, and I do think that uh, Manuel gets the win, but I'm taking Ozdemir because I gotta have one upset in this card, and I'm looking up and down, and I have all favorites, and I feel like there has to be that one fight where something just bizarre can happen, and the only fight where I can see it happening is this one where Ozdemir just kind of catches him, and we've seen he has the power, the, like the one-punch knockout, and, I mean, light heavyweight, it doesn't matter who you are. You can get tagged, and you can go down, and that, and I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm going with Ozdemir strictly on the fact that I need to take an upset pick. <sighs> Didn't you take Maya? Maya's not the favorite. So, Maya's not favorite? I, Are you high? I thought I thought that was like 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 a toss up fight. What? You've lost your No, I I thought it was like I thought it was like a, I thought it would be the odds on that one were like 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 razor close on that one. I, no. No, I don't think so. I mean, I don't look at the odds and like a. I mean, I hear things in passing and like, I don't follow them enough to know. I but I for some reason I thought it was like to minus two hundred three to a plus one seventy three. Ah, that's pretty close. Uh, that's, not, uh, that's not. It's not cyborg. Uh, thirteen hundred eight seventy five. Thirteen hundred eight seventy five. But I mean, <laughs> it's it's further away than. Uh, that's about forty, so it's about yeah. That's thirty. I mean, 30 Manawa points. Manawa owes Demir is closer than yeah Maya and Woodley. Maya, is it really Manawa is a minus one eighty? Owes Demir is a plus one fifty five. Yep. Okay. That's all right. Take your take Ozdemir. You um, never know. You know I said it. I stick with it. You know. What I mean, I, I eat crow on a daily basis. So Who cares? Yeah. I mean, make get your pick, bro. Stand up with it. You're not gonna trying to change your mind. There's not money out of your pocket. Not money out of your pocket for losing. I was just pointing out that you actually had two underdog picks. That was all. You may win them both. You You never know. That's the main. Yeah, that's the main card. You know what? Mm -hmm. uh, This main card, we are going to have some people in the house. Yeah. Here for the main card, I think they're going to be. They might even be here for the prelims as well. But I know they're going to be here for the main card. Gary from Island Jiu-Jitsu, he's got a Jiu-Jitsu tournament in Kalamazoo in the morning. He said he'll be back to his house by 5. He's going to grab some grub and then head over. So depending on how long that takes, he might even be here 
in time to do the prelims and the main card. And Dale just messaged me and said he will definitely be here as well. Cool. So we're going to have a couple guys in-house to record tomorrow night uh, for the main card at least. Nice. Sweet. That'll be fun. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll call you guys. Uh, Ryan, you're going to be on, right? Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I mean, UFC pay-per-view, so that means that it's date night for me and the wife. So I will... Uh... I'll uh, be in and out whenever you need me to. Just uh, let me know. Yeah, I can do some early bird. Um, the later, the title fights I'm going to focus on. But, yeah, I can, I'll come on early. Do some of the early bouts. Speaking of, look at this. Yeah. FXX for the, uh, for the prelims. That's something to pay attention to so you're not scrambling around trying to figure it out. I'm guessing there's baseball on FS1 and 2, so... FXX this time for the main prelims. Uh, in the main fight of the prelims, Ricardo Lamas is taking on the kid Jason Knight. Excuse me, this is a really fun fight. Really fun fight. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this fight. I think the kid is going to be able to pull the upset off. And speaking of upsets, I am taking him. I haven't picked against the kid yet, no. and I'm not going to start now. Nope. I've been, oh, yeah. I've been ever, high on this kid since, since you, the beginning. Uh, yeah, when when you told me and Jeff about him and back, I think it was like UFC 203 or 204, I've been trying to follow him and like, well, I mean, that's the um, Bruce Leroy fight and then mm-hmm. the, uh, oh, who the hell did he knock out in the last fight there? Scoggins? I think so, yeah. Is that? I think like, that was like, like, fight. I just, I, I refuse to miss his fights now. Ever since you turned me on to him, I will continue Chess to Kelly. watch this kid. Chad Skelly. Skelly. Oh yes, 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 Skelly, yes, Scoggins, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I will keep on keep on watching him. I'll keep on cheering for him because I want like I want to see this kid just climb and climb and climb and just just keep on like, keep on doing what he's doing and just like I just want like, I just want to see him eventually getting on like the, the legit pay per view uh, positions. Yeah, he's a fun fighter for this division. It's a it's yeah. a young breath of fresh air that brings some crazy stylistic stuff and awesome ground game. 20 and 2. I mean, he's got a great record. He's got a great future. Um, he's got the skills to do it. You know, Hit Gracie is, is, is awesome. You know, he's, he's got the skills to do it. He's a tremendous uh, uh, on his back or when they're on their back. I mean, he's a great jiu-jitsu, but he's got good hands too. I mean, he's an all-around great fighter. I yeah. just, I happened to find this kid just doing a lot of research for, for one of the fights, whatever it was, and I was just so impressed at everything he did that I became a fan right away, and I'm glad I did. I've been following ever since and never picked against him, and, I, and until he proves me otherwise, I never will. Um, uh, in terms of, of in the octagon, Ricardo Lamas has the experience advantage, of course. He's been in bigger fights against bigger-name guys and um, arguably better talent, uh, Lamas being the third-ranked fighter uh, in the featherweight division. But Which even... Fought for their title. Yeah, even still, I, I still... You know, I, I think Jason Knight's just got more going for him than Lamas has, and I think Jason Knight's got more coming up than... Uh, on, more on the upside than what Lamas right. has coming up, and Jason Knight is, is my guy that I'm sticking with. Yep, I, I said it right off the bat. So I mean, I think that's another clean sweep for. Yeah, he's a great kid, man. I, I'd like to see him get over with uh, Heather and them and do some submission underground if he could. Yeah, that would be a good thing. He'd be a he'd be a great 
you know, he, he would be he'd work wonders over there just to you know come in for a come in for a night and yeah. showcase what he has. There's another mm-hmm. kid coming up that I want mm-hmm. that I think would do great on there too. We're gonna talk about in a minute. Um, yeah, even like, with Jason Knight, I mean, after his last fight when uh, he was being interviewed, and he said, you know, you know, JRE, Joe Rogan experience, let's do this. Yeah, and uh, they tried to change it because Joe Rogan doesn't like to promote his own his own show on UFC, which I, I fully respect. Sure, but I mean, but seriously, I would love to hear this kid sit down, even if it's like an hour and a half. It doesn't have to be the full three hour interview. I would love to hear him sit down with Joe Rogan and just talk jujitsu and talk his fight career because he's young, he's up and coming, he's in the UFC. Like you said, he's got a great record, great mm-hmm. ground game. He can strike. Let's find out more with this kid. Like any platform that this kid can do. That's like even fighter and the kid and uh, 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 the Matt Sarah one you listen to uh, unfiltered. Yeah, and, uh, like get him out there as much as you can. Like I want to hear this kid's story as much as I can. I'd love to hear his history. I'd love to hear from, you know from him. Uh, I'd love to hear you know his, his coming up is when he decided to get into this. Was he bullied? Is that why he got into it? Did he get into it because of family members? Did he jump into jujitsu just because he thought for the love of it? I mean, I'd love to hear these kind these kind of questions asked to have and get these kind of stories i'd love to know more about the kid yeah, yeah, yeah like, I mean, sorry go on Jeff. i was just gonna say there's a ton of opportunities that they're missing out on to, to use this kid and promote him more yeah i mean if you, if you think about it you know you got to get from the south as the big accent the being you know, the big southern accent his, his fans walk around the confederate flag the way they hit <laughs> the, the way that he looks yeah, yeah. If you see him walking down the street, you're thinking this kid's from the trailer park. Absolutely. And, I, 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 and instead, in actuality, he's going to choke you out and steal your girl. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. It. Like, like, like he, he, every, he's the exact opposite of what you think he is. And I, it, it, I feel like he needs to, UFC needs to capitalize on a guy like this. Well, if he wins this fight, they're not going to be able to ignore it anymore. So this, this will give him just another platform. It'll, it'll boost him up into his, <clears throat> his value being uh, extended even further, moving up. It, it should boost him even closer to that top 10 area, maybe 12, maybe 11, um, depending on the rankings. I'd have to look at the rest of them. It might even be further since he'd be beating top, you know, he'd be being number three. But being at 15 now, having just, spiking up five places might be a little bit more to... It might be a little too much, but he would jump up to like maybe twelve, maybe eleven yeah. off a of victory I mean, if here. He, if he had a good submission win, like that would definitely help catapult him. Yeah, quick. I mean, if he did a quick, if he won in under like a minute and a half, two minutes, if he went in, dominated, didn't even let a strike get landed. I mean, if he did something like that, it might happen. But um, I, I still think that this kid's going to get the win. Oh, for sure. You know, I do too. I think he chokes him out. I, yeah, I hope he. Does. I hope he. I hope he finishes it by by a submission. I mean, the, he has a street following. He really does. I mean, he's gaining more and more fans each time he's in there. So I like, like I want to see this kid start to shine brighter and brighter every single chance it gets. Aljamain Sterling and Henan Barrow are going to be at a catch weight because of California's new weigh-in rules, and with Henan Barrow's weight struggles, they would not sanction him to fight at 135 pounds. So they're going to meet at 140 and. Yeah, it's supposed to be Barrow's welcome back to 135, but it's not <laughs> happening, and I don't think it's really going to matter. Eljo's going to fuck him up. Oh, man, Hannah Barrow has had the biggest, I've said this before, but he's had the biggest fall over the last three years than any other fighter Usada. I've seen 
You know what I mean? He's, yep. He went from what, like the, the number three ranked pound for pound fighter in the world, uh, champion, who yep. um, looked like he was on fire, nobody could touch him, to getting absolutely flattened and destroyed and, yep. and, and sent packing. As soon as this, you know, as soon as we started getting cleaned up and, you know, he couldn't juice anymore, he went down to a completely beatable rank 13. Uh, catchweight fighter that has nothing left to offer. No, no, he tried to go up a weight class because he was struggling to make weight and failed. Right, yeah. Failed miserably. Got beaten up at 45. So, okay, let's try to go back to 35. Well, nope, you're not going to be able to make 35 and he's going to get destroyed at 40. Osmond Sterling is going to beat the piss out of him. Oh, yeah, he'll beat Osmond Sterling is going to piss him, uh, piece him up, knock him down, and probably naked choke him out or to guillotine him. He's going to take his throat, and he's going to take his neck, and he's going to make him not be able to breathe for a few seconds, and that's it. And I, I think that that's Watch that's out for those Kimuras. You know uh, that, yeah, he's yeah. A Sarah guy. He is. Sarah that could definitely be it. But. Uh, I just cannot find a, a way that Henan Burrell wins this fight. I was just thinking that I'm like I'm trying to be positive here because I don't have anything against Henan Burrell. I don't really uh, either, personally. But... I don't. I don't like him. I don't dislike him. Um, I'm trying to think of a way, um, a, a good thing, a nice positive thing to say about Henan Burrell, but he's fallen so hard, so fast, and I don't really have that. Well, that's my thing. Is that I think the only reason why I, I would say I'm more annoyed. Because when he won the interim title and then he defended it against McDonald and then was promoted and he beat Faber and like they're talking about this run that he's like watch out this kid is going to be like unstoppable, undefeated for you know eight nine ten years whatever it was, and then all of a sudden Usada comes in and he gets picked apart by TJ and then he beats Mitch Gagnon gets his rematch gets even more destroyed mm-hmm. then he you know and then he loses to uh, Jeremy Stevens and then. He, he beat was it Novair? He beat but uh, last year, like late last mid last year. Felipe I mean, Nover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I'm just so annoyed at the fact that this kid was being touted and shoved everywhere, which way as being this great thing, until drug testing came in, and then all of a sudden, they just don't talk about it anymore. And then all they do is talk about his fall from grace, and it's, I find. I'm just more annoyed at the fact that his story is just being talked about. The fall from grace is not a like they're afraid to talk about the truth about it. Oh, well, I mean, and then you factor in the, the the bad weight cut that he had where he couldn't fight, and oh yeah, where he passed out, where he passed out, yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Soto had to had to step in short notice. Aljo got back. Yeah, I mean. I was just going to say, Eljo got back on the winning ways in his last fight after two straight losses. His only two and losses. This is, this is the one I was going to say. This this could be like what what uh, what Sterling needs because that loss to uh, uh, a Sun Cell was so tight and it did have those asterisks of, of low shots and this and that. Right. That, you yeah. Know, you know, that, that, that may be... Beating a guy that was once considered to be so high, maybe that's what it will make. Maybe for him, this will help propel him. Because I think if he loses this fight, it could be like, you know, Sterling could just become another, another guy, like another like, what if kind of guy. You know, like 
sticks around the UFC, wins a couple, loses a couple. But I think this one here, a win here could probably like just propel him to that level that he needs and give him that confidence he needs going forward. We all in agreement again yeah. here with Jermaine Sterling. Sterling. Yeah. Renato uh, Moicano taking on Brian Ortega, number nine and number eight, respectively. Two undefeated uh, fighters. Yep, 11-0 and 10-0-1. Two, uh, another couple submission experts. Yeah. There's another guy that I thought would be great for submission on grounds, Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega, yeah, that's what I thought you were going with, too. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. We got two guys here that, you know, Renato uh, Moicano has never had a knockout victory. Everything, every victory he's had has been either a decision or submission. And uh, and Brian Ortega, we know his jujitsu is phenomenal. Right. I mean, these two are these two are going to be what the Americans are probably going to boo for fifteen minutes because they're going to be transitions and slick reversals and escapes. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be an outstanding chess game that I am going to absolutely love, but I don't think they will. And no, I think I, I think, think Brian Ortega is going to end up on top of it. I do too. Brian Ortega always seems, even when somebody gets him in trouble, he finds a way out of it. So I think he's just a tenacious dude. And I think he'll end up pulling off the submission, probably third round. Yeah, I think I, I, I think it'll be a, a decision win, but I think that Ortega will. I think the first round probably be really close, but then you'll see Ortega just like pull away <clears throat> and just dominate the second, third, and just clean sweep and on the judges scorecard uh, there was one more fight in here that was going to be awesome yeah this this fight took a bad turn due to injury we lost the korean superboy so stepping in on short notice for him is uh calvin cater taking on andre touchy feely great nickname <laughs> always love that nickname the idea of, uh, of touchy feely and duho Choi. <laughs> after that, uh, after that Duho Choi, uh, Cub Swanson fight, like, I was over the moon excited. I, I feel like I cursed it with the Dempsey death touch because I was so excited to see this fight happening. You like, son like, of a bitch, Ryan! You're worse than I have UFC injury. Boy. I have to, I have to affect one card, you know. So we got DC made the fight because I took out Duho Choi. Okay, way to go! I was, yeah, we, we lost Touchy Feely versus the Superboy. Good uh, job. We got- for me, I get his job beaten down. Good job. I really wanted to see Duho Choi, Ryan. So did, yeah, Ryan, so did I. <laughs> you son of a Selfish bitch, Selfish son of a bitch. I, you got to go with Feely here. Yeah, 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 definitely. I don't know shit about Calvin yeah. K. 16 and 2, I mean, Guitar, coming in with a good Gator. record. Uh, but Feely's a good fighter. Yeah, Feely's been he's, in there. He's fought yeah. more. You know, it's, it's, you got to go with the guy that's been training compared to the guy that's taking it on short notice, so... I think he's coming in on yeah. less than a week. Yeah, I just found out that uh, barely a week. I think it was Monday that it was announced that yeah. that Choi or Monday or su- Sunday or Monday that Choi had back injuries and was forced out of his fight, out of this fight. And Calvin Cater, Qatar, Cotter, whatever the hell his name is, however you pronounce it. I don't know where he's from, so I don't know the or- you know the origin of the name. Um, mid uh, mid June, I'm seeing for the uh, he pulled out. June fourteenth injury. June fourteenth? I'm I'm reading right now. Duho Choi pulled out on June fourteenth due to injury. Artem Lobov was offered the fight but turned it down to help Conor McGregor. 
and that's where uh, they didn't even have the they didn't have the website uh, the UFC oh, website. Oh, sorry. So uh, Feely was up on the card on July fifteenth. Uh, Cater was announced. So it was July fourteenth, not June. Not 14th. June fourteenth. Well, this thing here says yeah, I don't know. It says June fourteenth and July. So I mean, unless he was like out there training for a month, waiting, trying to find someone, I don't know. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't officially pull him. Um, that I seen because as far as I know, last week when we looked at the card when we were doing the show, Duo Troy was still on here. They didn't even pull him off of this. They didn't even pull him off and announce this guy until beginning of last week. Yeah. Be, the beginning of this week, end beginning of, last of this week. week, end of last week. So, uh, even still, even if you would have had two weeks' notice, I don't, I don't like yeah. this kid uh, against uh, Andre Feely. No, uh, coming uh, yeah, in. Yeah, Feely. Sorry, yeah, yeah. So let's get into the prelims. Uh, and yeah, wrap there's this one up. Some great early prelims. Yeah, too. I mean it's a stacked card, top to bottom. You know, the main fight, it's international fight week card, really. Right, yeah, it's better than you for sure. Uh, the uh, main fight of the early prelims takes our faces Callan Kern taking on uh, Alexandra Albu. Undefeated six, Alexandra yep, Stryker. Yep, six and zero versus four and four. And look at her; she looks like a killer. She does look like an animal. She's—I mean, she's ripped to shreds, and I, I like her in this fight. I like Callan Kern. Don't get me wrong, but uh, this this Russian looks mean yeah, she looks and dangerous. hungry, and she looks like she wants to rip someone's fucking head off. I'm taking the Russian. Eh, I'll take a stab in the dark and go with the Russian. Fuck it. I don't know. If yeah, you the biggest, biggest rule for me is if there's a Russian on the card, you almost always to have see? to go. Like they, 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 it's, it's like Ivan Drago. Until you, until he, until the Russian fighter finds it's Rocky, you always ride with the Russian. Take the Russian. Excuse me, Eric Shelton and uh, Jared Brooks is the second fight of the early prelims. I'm gonna go with Brooks because I've, I've talked to Brooks. Kyle, he's a nice guy. Trains I, here in Michigan. I like Jared Brooks. He's still undefeated, which uh, was good on him. And I think he remains undefeated uh, after Eric Shelton. Eric uh, Shelton's a good fighter, but I think Jared Brooks is a little bit better. Yeah, I'm with you guys there. Another, another clean sweep. I'm taking Brooks on this fight, too. And the opening fight of the card, Joshua Berkman, who I thought was done after his last fight, but apparently not, uh, taking on Drew Dober. I like the younger fighter in this one. I like Drew Dober. I think he's got more energy, more fire, and uh, I think Berkman's just lost a little bit in his age, and he's had too many wars. I like Drew Dober here. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Dober. Berkman is just, is old, man. He's old. Been a lot yeah, of it's, it's, a, it's one of those reluctant picks. Like, I want to take Berkman so bad, but... 45 I just fights, don't, man. I just, 45 I just don't see... Uh, Drew Dober's, you know... Yeah, like, like I said, he's the younger fighter. The wars that Berkman's been through, he hasn't looked the same since he's come back to the UFC... And I almost, I, I almost want him just to, to call it the career because I, I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure it was Berkman after his last fight. Gave that weird little interview where he basically retired. Yeah, and then, yeah, that was that's him. why I thought he was done. And then like, like, like right. I just feel like you know, you know, like, I'd much rather see a guy like him, a journeyman fighter, not the champion, but he's a you know he's a champion. In a lot of fans, a lot of fans loved him for the, for the performance that he put on. I'd much rather see him just right after the sunset and just. You know, 
get into get into coaching and that kind of stuff. Like, like don't do any more damage to the to to uh, to his body. That's the fight card. That is UFC 214 stacked top to bottom. Wow, it's been a long time since I've seen a card uh, from main event to first fight on the early prelims that looked so good on paper. Um, and it's actually stayed together thing. other than one fight. Way to go, Ryan. Just one fight, Ryan. Well, I was going to say 205, and that wasn't my fault that Gaston couldn't make weight. And that was, you know, that was... It was all your fault. Ten pay-per-views ago, so... Yeah, a long, many It's been moves. a while. It's been a while since there's been one that's been this that's been this deep, and um, I'm really excited. I mean, and having three title fights on the, on the card as well, um, when's the last time we've seen three title fights on a card? UFC 200. I mean, again, I think I, 200? I think 205 or 205. 200. Yeah. 205, not 200. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So there you go. I mean, this is, I don't think it's going to be. It's second time ever, I believe. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be quite be 205, but um, it has the potential. Yeah. That's it's not, not going to sell. No. Like 205, that's not what I mean by that. Um but we could see the action like it. Oh, for sure. You know, it's Absolutely. got it's got the the ability to to just completely have the knockouts and the the submissions and the action and the the pacing and everything that we want out of uh, the amazing jujitsu, the amazing wrestling, the great boxing, the great Muay Thai. We could get examples of every single uh, art that we want to see. From all of these amazing, amazing athletes, there's some great right. world-class talent on this card, and arguably the greatest fighter of all times on the card. Yeah, you know the goat. Even at 30, John Jones has been pegged as the greatest fighter of all time already by a lot of people. And he's, rightfully so. And he's here, so. That um, ah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good card. Uh, here's the here's the question, guys. Does it break a million buys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think yes. it'll be like right at one, you know, under one point yeah. one, but okay. it'll break a million. It's not going to break records. They want one point zero. Yeah, something. yeah, one point zero eight five or seven or something. Yeah, like shit. But yeah, it'll it won't be one point one, but it'll break a million. I, I think. got yeah, I got it. I got it pegged as just over a million buys with three title fights. Yeah. You know, the, all the cyborg fans that have been waiting for mm-hmm. uh, to get her title in the UFC. Jones Cormier, I mean, it's enough to. Yeah, the Jones Cormier rematch. I mean, who knows? You might even have one or two, uh, you know, like uh, wrestling fans who hear Jones versus Lesnar and they might want to check out who this John Jones kid is. Who is this Jones guy? Stab. They might take a stab just to kind of get an idea of what, uh, of who he is. You know, you might get a, a fan base that, there that swings that way. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think this one, uh, it, I think it should. Uh, Oh, it should definitely be the highest, uh, highest uh, pay per view of the year. And remember, the prelims are on FXX, so don't uh, don't tune into FS1 or Fox expecting to see yeah, them. FS1 and two have bullshit baseball, so you will be disappointed. And it w- it's FXX, not yeah. FX. So. Right, FXX. PSN um, five in Canada. Thank you, Ryan. There you go. All right, let's uh... for, the, for, for the two listeners in Canada and. <laughs> And those two listeners are me and Kara. So. As I say, your wife and you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into some final thoughts. Right. Get up out of here.
Uh, Dave, go ahead and kick us off. All right. You know, it's been a, it's been a fun week, man. Uh, anyone that's listening in the Muskegon area, please do yourself a favor. Island Jiu-Jitsu is expanding. Island Jiu-Jitsu has kickboxing. They have Jiu-Jitsu. They have open roll on Friday nights where you can go in and train any and all. You can contact us. You can contact Island Jiu-Jitsu. We will get you in the right spot. Do yourself a favor. I did, and it's the best thing I've done in years. Uh, They're not paying me to do this plug. I'm doing it because my health depended on it, and I'm getting healthy about it. So please do yourself a favor and contact them if you're in the greater Muskegon area, West Michigan area. You'll thank yourself later. Ryan? Uh, Yeah, you know, uh, actually to you guys, uh, uh, yesterday when we were, uh, you know, just talking and uh, we weren't going to be able to do the show last night and didn't look like I was going to be able to make it on tonight. I was really bummed because of this card. I really wanted to talk to you guys about it because this card was so stacked. And yeah, I just want to say thank you to you guys for uh, you know, delaying it that little bit there just so I had the chance to finish what I was doing and I uh, was able to connect up with you guys and break this card down. Absolutely. Had to have you here, man. We had to have you here. Uh, I want to say a very big thank you to Kyle Steele and his lovely wife, Justine, for having me last weekend and uh, letting me stay in their house and do some podcasts and stuff with them. So thank you, Kyle and Justine. It was a blast and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys again. For David and Ryan, I'm Jeff, and this has been another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. We'll see you guys next week.